I also tell people one of the biggest tricks that has been created in our world is bank cards. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just swipe, you don't realize what's going on, you yes. just keep on swiping. I teach people to do cash budgeting. Use the envelope. This is how much I must have for groceries. This is what my entertainment is. And put it, when you get paid, take your money to your account, put it in there. If your entertainment envelope is done, buddy, it's done. You can't have more entertainment you didn't budget for. And people come back to me and tell me, oh, I've got X amount left, that's now you take that and invest it. New month start over. Because even through our program, we get people to save money. And this is the exact same people that couldn't manage at the start. Now put you into a program where you can manage and save. A debt counselor is somebody that assesses somebody's financial status alongside mental and emotional status. Uh, the reason I say that is there's a misconception that debt counselors only handle your money and um, your budget. But what I do and what debt counseling is supposed to be is a matter of understanding why somebody got into that position, how to prevent it in the future, how to um, get out of it and not um, repeat the mistakes. So it's a matter of getting emotionally involved, getting uh, uh, mentally involved and understanding the person. In many cases you start finding out there was a death in the family and they had to take out the loan to cover funeral costs. It's a cost they never had, but this cost keep on building up. So it's not a one paintbrush for everyone else. It's actually a counseling session. That's a misconception. Okay. There is a percentage of people that does live beyond the means because of social economic um, powers you know, the branding, marketing, and, and all those things. But there's a higher percentage of people that are struggling because of the high cost of living. When I say high cost of living, we simply look at the rates have gone up, water has gone up, electricity has gone up. Where you could afford the six months ago, you can't afford it now. And it's difficult for people to change their habits. So I'm used to shopping at a certain store. I can't go to another store because I'm accustomed to it. So you need to realign and you need to, you need to understand and make people understand that things change and you also have to change. Buying patterns have to change. Um, where you go needs to change. Because people are finding themselves that the salaries are the one thing that just doesn't want to change. And we have to adjust. But everything goes up but except the salary. Salary, yeah. They say the, your, your, the, everything, the cars and the premiums, everything is like cheaters, but salary is the tortoise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just doesn't want to catch up. A, a topic that affects everybody because there are things like good debt and there's bad debt, but people don't understand the difference. The one good debt that people all believe to be is obviously a home, which is your asset. What people don't understand is that based on affordability, that good debt can turn into a bad debt. Because if you no longer can afford it because of cost of living and maybe over expenditure and other things, your bond can become a burden onto you. So there is the thing of good debt and bad debt, but if you understand it correctly. Why debt is such a difficult thing for men and women? When you have debt, it affects you mentally, it affects you financially, it affects you emotionally. If you can no longer, and the one key thing that happens to us or happens to me on a daily basis is when mothers and fathers sit here and tell me they can't handle saying no to the kids because they cannot afford it anymore. This affects them. As a parent myself, I know what it feels like. If a kid asks you during the school holidays, can we go out? But there isn't money. That is something that affects you subconsciously. 
and it later affects you emotionally and it starts affecting your family relations because you said no and it's because you're in a debt situation and most people go into debt because there's a huge lack of education because I've been in the industry for eight years I've sort of built the ability to read people to understand why they are there I, I won't say I've become emotionless uh, I've got to a point where I hear this all the time so I know how to answer it it's, it's become an automated response from my side not that I'm not hearing I, I'm listening too much at times um, I've got too many cases where people do need psychiatrists or they need psychologists but I've got to a point where myself I can get them out because when we understand it's the money that is what my focus is on once you resolve the money issue the relief starts for example I had a client that contacted me on Thursday my mom left for Hajj on Friday I don't know if you're aware and I told her listen I can't really deal with you right now because I've got a pressing issue and I get I have to send my mother off but I t ended up spending an hour with her on, on the phone messages to and fro and to and fro and she's an accountant so now we start thinking accountant you should be knowing money sure. and it goes to show you that it's not always the case you can't tell me that you're a professional person you don't have money problems it doesn't work that way i have been exposed to attorneys to advocates to accountants to people that work in finance departments that come to me for assistance because there's a lack of education so i tend to when i figure out it's the money and i resolve the money issue you automatically see the burden the one thing I did to her on Thursday after I assisted, I told them, take this weekend knowing that I'm going to be there for you on Monday and just not think about your money. Mm. She contacted me this morning and told me, I have a nice weekend, let's get this going. Emotionally, she was relieved. Mm. But there are clients, I can tell you that marriages break down. Um, family relations, where they, the, the, the circumstances allow people to take it out on the kids and there's no food for, for the table this week and kids ask for excursion money and all these kind of things it's pressure there is a huge gap where this needs to be filled which i cannot fulfill and there are people that i would like to refer because i can see if this is with out of my spectrum mm -hmm. when i sit in these offices i know that people are coming here for financial advice or they're coming here for financial management but i don't touch on it I leave that for lost because we need to understand what got you there. We need to understand how to resolve that issue. Because if I'm going to help you and you and your husband or you and your wife is still having problems, the financial problems aren't going to go away. Sure. And in many cases, when it is a in community of property, for example, a husband and wife needs to go into the program together. Yeah. And the one hand you'll get the wife, I didn't make the debt, I don't want to do this. You have the husband. Um, I made the debt, but we made a commitment to do it together. Sure. So it becomes a marriage problem. Now, I can try my best to be a marriage counselor, but I'm not. There's a very big misconception. You do not pay me. We are not allowed to charge um, fees. All our fees are regulated by the NCR. When I say regulated, please don't get me wrong. And this is where people get the misconception. We don't work for free. A doctor doesn't work for free, a lawyer doesn't work for free. Even though a doctor has sworn to save lives, he still must get paid. Uh, an attorney must protect the law, he still needs to get paid. I'm a debt counselor. Um, I'm here to help you financially, but I must still get paid. But we do not charge an additional fee other than what the NCR has regulated us to. Sure. So an example, 
How did you come to me and you tell me? I'm okay, I need assistance, I've got 100,000 rand debt. Now, that does not mean you're struggling. That means you have debt. My first task is to see what your affordability rate is. Khalil, your 100,000 rand debt is made up of what? Explain to me. Is it a loan? Is it a vehicle? Is it a, is it a bond? Let us understand what got you to this 100,000. Once you look at it, we then do a comparison of your, your net income versus your monthly expenses versus your creditors. Can you afford with your, 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 your salary at the moment? If your answer is no, now we go into it. What is your installments of that 100,000 rand? You're earning 12,000 rand a month, remember? I don't know what you're earning, Khalil. So um, we, we, we use an example. You're earning 12,000 rand a month, but your credit obligation at this point is sitting on 8,000, which means you have 4,000 in disposable income to see to your groceries, to your petrol, your water, your rates, whether it's rent or whatever the case may be. But that amounts to about 6,000. Obviously, 8 and 6 is 14. You're earning 12. You are deemed over-indebted. What our task as debt counselors is to look at your 8,000 rand, negotiate with your creditors a manageable amount that you can afford. Remember, people that come to me must admit, I want to pay my creditors. I'm not trying to run away from my responsibility, but I cannot afford it at the moment. We have the power and authority to go to creditors and say, 8,000 rand is what they can't afford, they can afford a 6,000. Because you need 6,000 for your monthly expenses, you need 6,000 for your creditors, it's 12, 12, everything is fine. But we don't make it that tight. We, we, I can bring it down from eight to about five, five and a half, depending on what your credit obligation is. For a bond, it's different. For a vehicle, it's different. For unsecured loans, it's different. If it comes down to 5,000, this is where people need to understand how we get paid. As a debt counselor, we do a lot of administration work, a lot of negotiation work, a lot of legal work. We must get paid for that. So what the NCR has done is they put into a payment plan the first 5,000 rand that gets deducted towards your debt actually goes towards the debt counsellor. That is the debt counsellor's fee. Okay? The second amount that goes off is for the attorney that must do the legal representation. So it's the first month, 5,000 to the debt counsellor. Second month to the attorney. We are given 60 working days to get you a court order granted. The stigma testing is a huge part of our industry because 85% of South Africa, not Western Cape, South Africa, are currently over-indebted. This is a statistic given to us from the NCR. So 85% of people are struggling. Of that 85%, we're looking at about 10% that is willing to acknowledge it. The other 75% is stuck in what the rest of the world is going to think. Fortunately, I found a level ground where after I've counseled people, I make people understand that it's a matter of yourself and not others. And I make people understand that it's better for you to put table on your bre uh, food on your table instead of putting food for people's mouths. And that is what's happening at the moment. If I didn't go with you to a restaurant, it's more for someone else to speak about. What's more important, me putting food on my table or giving you something to speak about? I've, alhamdulillah, I've, I've got to a point where most of my clients, most of them, are very proud of the, the work, work that I've done, that they actually advocate for me on my post. They, they are proud, and I tell people, if I use a drug addict as an example, a drug addict cannot become rehabilitated if he doesn't ask well. 
You can't force him into a rehabilitation. It's not going to help. He'll come out and he'll repeat his own old habits. Mm-hmm. But if he willingly comes to you and tells you, I need help, he can get help because he's aspirin. 99% of my clients, when they come to me and they tell me, I need help, I said, well, you're on your, you're on your path to recovery because you've admitted you need help. And I teach people that there's no shame in it because you at least had the consciousness or the awareness to say, I need help, with the rest of the people are living in denial. And we will tend to look in society that most people that are wearing branded clothing are not your high income earners. It's the people that are living up to a, a social standard, which is actually putting them into the positions that they're in. Yeah.